You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing very well. What you're about to listen to is a conversation between two blokes who are working musicians in the town of Brisbane. One of those guys is me. The other one is Dave Power. You'll learn all about Dave and his excellent music through the conversation, so let's cut straight to it. Here he is, Mr Dave Power. You are the sort of singer that makes people want to give up singing, such as the timbre of your voice and the delivery. I've got to say, mate, I was mightily impressed, and, and I hadn't heard of you before, to be honest with you, but when I listened to your music, I love that that blues rock thing that you're doing, and I know there's a bit of country through it. Really? No, look, I'm absolutely bloody stoked that you um, even considered to speak to me, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, look, look, Lee sends me through quite a bit of stuff, and I'm always interested to hear new sounds. But, look, I spoke to a bloke called Johnny Taylor, who you probably know over in Western Australia. Yeah. Okay, so I, I saw that on your site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with him. Yeah, good bloke, wonderful bloke. And I think I always look at who could work with who in terms of a tour or run a show. You guys together, mate, would be a fantastic double bill. Is that right? Well, mate, I shall get in touch with him. Because I, I think um, it was either Lee or... Um, uh, Adam might have said that that he might have been a good one to tour with. So yeah, I'll definitely will stay in touch with him. Oh, I mean, he's in, a, he's in a yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for the tip. Um, he's in a very different circumstance. He, he can tour freely. Um, I, I'm sort of shackled here a little bit. Yeah. But uh, if he's ever in Queensland or Northern New South Wales, I'll, I'll grab him. Yeah, yeah, sure. please. Yeah, if you can, if you can try. I mean, there's there are so many wonderful artists out there. You know, Ben Kelly is another one. But I think Johnny and your music there's a lot of synchronicity there now the reason I, I bring up Johnny is I'm not a country fan at all okay I love the blues yeah, I love yeah. funk I love jazz I love disco but country mate it's a bit like rap for me I just don't go near it but because <laughs> I've got the two young girls mate and I tend to put on this music in the background as I'm entertaining them and going about daily chores you know the household yep. tasks and all that sort of stuff the music <laughs> I found I could keep it on you know with his stuff and, and I've only got the one track of yours I've got to tell you Lee only sent me he didn't send me the EP he sent, he sent me close behind so yep. I've probably listened to that made about twenty times so far. So oh, cool! To me, about a fortnight ago or last week or whenever it was. But Fantastic, mate! What was the inspiration behind um, creating that style of music? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of the, the theme, um, I just run back a little bit uh, in the past. I, I wrote a song for my son. So I've got four kids. Um, I've got a, a fourteen-year-old, twelve-year-old, nine-year-old, and a two-year-old, and. Uh, and a few years ago, I wrote one for my boy, and um, it was called Hey Little Boy, and it was on uh, a previous uh, EP that I released, mm-hmm. sort of folky, sort of, um, you know, rolling sort of tune, and uh, yeah, he loved it. And I, I guess that I, I never really found a good way to, to tell the girls how I really felt, because um, I, I think that, you know, being being girls, it's a different relationship. They're, they're in a different space in my heart. So anyway, I, I kind of... Um, had the hint from from my eldest and said, you know, come on, Dad, we'd love one from you too. Um, so it just popped into my head when I was uh, cruising off to work one day, and uh, I just, um, it, you know, I guess as a songwriter, you you, you find inspiration in the, the weirdest of, of sort of places. I, I used to ride my bike to to a job, and uh, I'd, I'd have this idea, and I'd just um, pull over on the side and record it on my message bank, you know, and try and. <laughs> I've done that. You know. I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really cool. I mean, I've actually listened back to some of those messages um, recently on, on that song, close behind, and uh, and just it's so nice to see how it evolves. And uh, you know, I I did that project here in my little studio downstairs, um, and I've I've got a couple of guys in the UK who. Um, I'm really good friends with, never met him, but uh, 
they do drums and bass for me, and I found a, a fantastic guitarist who did some lead work for me on that one. I mean, I, I would love to be at that caliber. I'm not quite there. Um, I'm, I'm more of an acoustic uh, guitarist, but I'm, I'm slowly getting up to speed with the electric blues. And uh, okay, but yeah, um, yeah he, he helped me out with the guitar on, on the lead. Even though I could probably pull it off if I if I tried, um, but <laughs> I just needed someone with that caliber. Um, and, and I sort of mixed it together and produced it here uh, at home, um, recorded all the rest of the bits and pieces. And, um, and yeah, it just happened to come together, I think, pretty nicely. And, um, look, I'm really, really proud of that one. It's you know, some songs you, you do and you think, yeah, it's not really how I kind of anticipated that would, would turn out. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty song. It's a nice song, but it's got a little bit of a, uh, a grungy edge to it. But, it's, it's a, you know, it's a nice little tune. Yeah. Well, look, on the song again, so the media pack that Lee sent me states that Close Behind takes yourself, that's Dave, on a journey from father to grandfather. There's a bit of another, another quote there. Now, I, I just, when I read that, I just finished having a discussion with John Garcia from Caius, who's, Caius had to be probably one of my favourite rock bands of all time. And he, my discussion with John was very similar to, he, he described his life as being very similar, as it turned out, a lot of the lyrics in that wonderful song of yours, Close Behind. So, is that right? Yeah, it's it's an interesting bit of synchronicity. Sometimes the universe gives you these things and you make these links and you don't have to work too hard for it is what I'm saying. They're just there. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's really... I, I'm in a similar position to yourself, as I've mentioned. I've got the two, two, two girls. But you're incorporating, you know, your evolution as, as a human being. So now you, you, your role as a, you know, your, your career as we've, we've discussed. But most importantly, no doubt you're married and um, you've got your family and that is making its way into your narrative in the same way that when I was talking to John, you know, he's over there in Joshua Tree in California. Um, he didn't say that it was infiltrating his music, but he says it was a big inspiration behind him continuing to perform. So, yeah. you know, and, and my broader point would be, and I made it to to, uh, to John, so regular listeners to my program will, will have already heard this bit here, but I get fed up with musicians and the Peter Pan syndrome, meaning mm-hmm. I went to a rehearsal not too long ago and the band up there at... Um, where was it, Zetland, I think, uh, um, Zilmir, sorry, and, um, mm. you know, they're passing around a bottle of um, Fireball Rum. Now, I'm not judgmental, but I don't think I could be around people like that at this point in my career as a musician. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to be around yeah. people that have got similar values, and that's not me being judgmental, it's just what I know is going to work for me in terms of relationships in my life, and to a broader extent, I'm starting to look for music like the wonderful music that you're creating because it's also synchronous to the way I want to lead my life in terms of the message that you've got through your lyrics. That, that's exactly my perspective too, mate. I mean, you change, don't you? I mean, over the years, yeah. you were probably one of the guys passing around Fireball Rum as, as I was, you know. It, and, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know, for me, I've just turned 40, um, and I, I feel actually um, uh, musically the best I've ever felt uh, and I, I feel like I've got, uh, like you said, I think an insight into what's really important in life. It's not just some, um, you know, I'm not I'm not discounting uh, the younger acts who um, who sing about whatever, but I think experience has a lot to be um, said for. And uh, you know, when you can listen to someone sing something and say, well, you know, I believe what he said. I, I think that he's lived that, and uh, hell, it, I can relate to it, um, as as you've mentioned. Hmm. And there's there's so much more substance to it, and that's honestly that's why I really at this point in my life, and I was kind of the same as you. I hated country until a few years ago when a friend of mine who plays in a country band uh, introduced me to it, and I gradually grew to to really love it because um, that and obviously the blues, singer songwriter, folk, that sort of you know those genres uh, 
kind of they just have more substance and depth. Mm. And uh, you can, I relate more to them, to them now. I, I still love you know occasional pop if you're in the right mood or rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it just depends, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it depends on so. on your mood, I suppose. Too. I mean, what I've found that I've done as I've gotten yeah. older is I've become intensely interested in jazz, like you know John Coltrane yeah. and those sorts of people. Oh and God, yeah. I'm Miles, not in Miles, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not an intellect, right? So I don't want you to think I sit down notating music whenever I'm playing it because I don't. I play by ear for the most part, and I write the chords. You know. Me too, mate. I've never learned how to how to uh, read music or anything like that. Yeah, so I just find that I get into jazz and funk, in, like I'm t- intensely interested in it, and tr- in, in terms of understanding where the artist is coming from. Um, so yeah, Miles yeah. and all of those guys. I just find whenever I'm home, that's what I listen to. I put on those vinyls. Now I, I can't play that music, and I wouldn't try it because um, you've got to be very technically proficient to do it. But yeah, so yep. so you're talking about country. Was it was it the themes and the narrative in, in the lyrics of country songs that drew you to it, or was it just you got to a stage where you thought I'm going to give this a go and persevered with it and thought, yeah, okay, I understand it now. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, looking back at. Uh, Stuff that I've put out in the past, I kind of felt like um, my my music didn't really because I, I guess I didn't really copy off anybody. What I put out, look, it didn't really fit in the genre, and I, I've been baffled for for many years to try and figure out where where the hell does this thing sit? I mean, is it is it folk? Is it uh, is it uh, pop? Is it rock? What the hell is it? Alternative seems to be a good category to sort of dump <laughs> stuff in, but yep. I mean, uh, uh, what? Um, I'm, I'm sort of finding more because I had a lot of comments back saying, "Oh yeah, you know, your your voice would have suited the you know the, the '90s or whatever." Um, so it's not really. I mean, my voice is certainly not really the, the normal indie sort of um, uh, scene at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I stumbled on the country, like I said, through a friend and uh, just through a coincidence, and uh, yep, yeah, picked up met up the message, and um, and and sort of. That that pulled me initially, and then I guess look, I'm I'm a big fan of of all sorts of country. Uh, like you know, I don't I don't mind the bluegrass stuff. You know, in in certain doses. Um, you know, some of the older stuff, even some of the newer stuff. You know, some of the the, the kind of the meaningless sort of um, pop where there's a there's a grinding beat behind it. There's a predictability. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these things sound exactly the same, but still, I, I don't know. There's something in there that I, I it kind of draws me, and I think that maybe my my style sits in that that genre more than anything else so maybe that's what's attracting me i guess um the songs i write would most likely be dropped in there if it was accompanied with the right instruments and uh with the right production yeah and mate your your voice is incredibly strong i've got to hand it to you i don't think i've heard a local voice like yours um you know there's uh whatever his name carter is that does the um cold chisel show your your voice reminded me a bit of him um but have you've been singing i take it your entire life Mate, I've, I've been gigging around Brisbane doing a lot of cover stuff, the occasional, uh, well, I mean, uh, occasional original stuff, mo- mostly covers, um, just purely to, to make a few bucks to get a bit of, you know, have a bit of fun, get out there and, and play in pubs and, and whatever else mm-hmm. uh, for the last, I guess, probably 17 years or so. Um, and I, I kind of just fell into it. Um, my my fiance at the time, uh, we, we used to go to a Thai restaurant and there was a guy playing guitar in the corner and she said, why don't you go and do better than that? And I said, oh, okay, sure. And I, I sort of, you know, developed a repertoire, started writing more songs. Uh, so I mixed it up with um, covers, originals, all that sort of stuff. And, and I kind of developed uh, a style, I, I guess, out of out of performing um, other people's music live um, 
and and you know I mean my voice was always okay I'd never really um, done much with it apart from just a lot of practice I mean there was a point earlier on I was playing four gigs down at you know the old pavilion at uh, West End I'd play there one <laughs> night and go go do the markets the next day and then uh, uh, bloody Runcorn Tavern or something like that and so I do four gigs a weekend yep. and I uh, had two little toddlers and and work full time and I was I remember I was coughing up blood, you know, at the end of the weekend from laryngitis. Yeah. It, was, it was that bad, but I just did it because I just loved it. And, uh, and you know, I think that developed my uh, style, you know, endlessly. You know, just, just the way that I um, – I, I never have learned to use a pick. I just uh, – I finger pick and strum oh, with you. my fingernails. Mm. Um, so I, I think there's a, there's a kind of a beauty in um, developing uh, your own style through – I guess the lack of education, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I learned how to play guitar from Tommy Emanuel videos when I was, uh, you know, 14, I'd just be sitting there watching it and, and learning how to play blue moon with, you know, with, with my crappy little guitar that I'd mm. found in my mum's room, you know? So I think that's, that's kind of a nice way to, to learn, um, and, uh, and kind of develop. And I have no, no idea where this conversation started, actually. What was I trying to answer? What oh, I, just, I think you've got a beautiful voice, mate. I've got to hand it to you. I, mean, no, look, I, I think we've, so what you've established through that conversation as well is that you've been doing the rounds in the Brisbane cover scene as of I've been since about 2008 or nine. Um, so are you with John and the Gig Factory or with uh, Pushworth Maximise guys? Oh, yeah, man, I've, I've worked with John Shelley for, yeah, for years and years and Paul and those guys. Um, I haven't yep. done much of them for the last, I guess... I don't know, five or six years. I've, I've worked with um, with Chris Dillon at Rooster for a little bit, did some mm-hmm. pig and whistles here and there. Um, but mainly these days, it's it's all just word of mouth. I do a, a fortnightly gig at the uh, Sherwood AFL Club. Um, so we just get a, a hold of the local people just down there and, you know, drinking and, and watching the kids play on the, on the oval. And we just have a great time. Um, I bet, yeah. And yeah, that that sort of thing floats my boat. You know, we're, um, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm put a band together i used to play with a um fantastic percussionist um called suzanne hibbs who plays around with a lot of the, the um sort of the the folk bands around town and uh, her and uh jody mertha um, i'm putting a band together and we're going to start doing a few shows of original stuff um you know just this sort of starting small um but um i think there's good potential there to really try something a bit different you know and, and attract mm-hmm. um you know i think i think the market's there for it i think that um there are, like, like you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, around our age or even even much younger who really can can see value in, in sort of that message and uh, of experience. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly worthwhile. Yeah, so have you played RGs in the Valley? You've been on that circuit, I take it, in years gone by? I used to play at uh, Queen's Arms quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, RGs, I don't think I've ever played there. No, um there's yeah um what other what other venues were sort of linked to that one? Oh gosh all around that a lot of them have changed names now of course there was tempo up yeah. the top which was the hacienda i think back in the day i think i'm right in saying that um there's yeah, i mean i could mention a venue and it's no doubt changed names you know the elephant, Probably, yeah. elephant wheelbarrow which is now just called the elephant i think it's just called the elephant arms these days yeah yeah no um, I've, I've never played there but yeah god i remember back in the day sort of 2009 and 10 of course, not that long ago, but you know, when I say back in the day, it was the <laughs> yeah. only time as a covers musician. I mean, I was, I've been in originals bands, but 
that was the time when you legitimately felt like, I wouldn't say a rock star, but you felt a little bit important on those nights there because you were playing in front of 80 <laughs> or 90 people. You know, yeah. And they were paying attention. <laughs> they were paying yeah, attention absolutely. to you. You could see yeah. people up the back looking at you and you saw people looking at your hands if you were doing something special on the bass. I used to try to sneak in a lot of funk bass stuff just to mix it up a little oh, bit and do cool. chili pepper stuff yeah. and all of that jazz. And not showing off, but I just I love disco and funk, right? So um, yeah, yeah. just trying to do, you know, so many, so many times you complained to Sandman without you wanting to bloody put some slap bass in there. So I did. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, it's funny because I was at the Elephant uh, a couple of months ago and I spoke to the bar, you know, the bar staff and I said, well, you know, how was the band last night? And they said it was bloody awesome. The whole place just went off. So I reckon there are, I mean, and I've spoken to other, you know, venues and, and it seems to be still alive, you know, even the cover stuff. Um, seems to be in certain little patches um people just really appreciate it you know and, and mm. uh, i've got to say I've, I've been doing the the uh brisbane uh marketplace over there at bloody sherwood um road you know rockley for the sure. last yep. 15 years or so and i've got to say i've done that probably 200 times and that is probably my favorite gig um purely because like you said there's a, there's a sea of people people walking past you thousands and, and they all really pay attention to you so you, you really communicate with these people I love those sorts of gigs. You know, the gigs that, um, yeah, yeah, you can really, really feel the energy coming back at you. So, have you done night quarter at all over there at uh, Portside? No, no. You'd be awesome at that. Gosh, you'd go down a treat there. I mean, some of the bands that I've seen there have probably not been appropriate music for the families and the like that are going around. They're a bit too heavy, but yeah. occasionally they get it right and they get like a jazz themed trio there who are doing jazz jazz um, interpretations of modern pop and rock songs by Katy Perry or something like that. But your music, I think, <laughs> you know, I could imagine sitting back and having a beer and a gourmet hot dog at 8 p.m. with the two my two kids, mate, listening to you play over there. I'd love to. Yeah, if right. you could get onto that, mate, that'd be awesome. What's it called, Night? Night Quarter um, over Night at... Quarter. Um, uh, well, I know the one down here at Helen's Vale is called Night Quarter. I think it's called Night Quarter up there at um, Portside as well. Okay. It's a very good oh, one, actually, cool. the one at Portside. Actually, it's very busy. But, yeah. um, you know, it's a bit like going to the Ecker. Yeah, right. But on a Friday or Saturday, I think it's only on Friday nights. We haven't been in a while. It's, it sounds very much like uh, sort of an Eat Street sort of um, realm. That's it. it. I'm sorry. It is called Eat Street up there, isn't it? I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Right. It's not called Night Mate, Order. I, I would love to get in. Yeah, I'd love to get in there. They had um, actually Logan uh, City Council had some awesome events they used to call the Eats and Beats. I don't know if they've still got it going, but I played there about half a dozen times and that was... That was awesome. They had, you know, probably 30 or 40, um, you know, uh, food trucks of every sort. They had, um, yeah, they had the whole thing going on. They had a stage with, you know, six different bands and artists all night. Yeah, that sort of thing is, um, it's really hot. I think it's, um, it's really working well, still. Yeah, spot on. And, and just down here at Helensvale, the the one down here at Helensvale is called Night Quarter, and the one at Portside is called Eat Street. If anybody's wondering, right. the listener. Okay, so down here though, I noticed that they're getting touring bands to play there on Friday nights when they've got uh, Night Quarter on. So, I, I are spoke, you joking? You know, oh my I s- god! Spoke to who did I speak to? Was it Silverstein or Unwritten Law? You know, what are these pop punk bands that appeal to you know fairly you know the rock traditional rock audience I suppose but you know with a bit of an aging audience I don't know how else to describe it but get yeah. get up kids or getaway kids I don't know all the names of the punk bands but yeah an American touring band is playing with an Australian band called Eat Your Heart Out they're from Newcastle via Sydney and she's telling me that yeah they're playing at Helen's Vale and I thought wow okay I wonder where that is and it turned out it was night quarter so yeah to your point it's evolved Jeez. now that it's so it, it can it can pull that kind of a crowd they're becoming yeah. they're becoming venues 
as, as much that as is they awesome. Are, you know, absolutely. And, and and I mean, I must say that I have tried to get in there, uh, not that hard, but um, you know, flicked a few people some emails, and, and yeah, it's 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 pretty hotly, um, you know, coveted. So, hmm. which is great, you know, because you want you want to try harder to get the, to those gigs. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into it some more. That sounds awesome. So just talking about your excellent music again, mate. If people want to find out more about you of course there's facebook and the like but have you got physical copy of the you've got an ep out is that right yeah look over the years i've, I've put out various bits and pieces um on spotify you can find uh three eps and the latest single um and you can just search my name dave power and mm-hmm. and so what have i done if i look back uh my first ep back in 2008 was uh one called addiction that was um with um a local producer james north over okay. in uh, Turinga there, fantastic producer, great work. Um, then I self-released a couple and, and self-produced a couple. Um, so they're looking life in the eye and um, handful of feathers. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and the recent song. So yeah, look, jump on Spotify. Um, if you if you want a hard copy, absolutely, I can I can send you out um, handful of feathers. I've got plenty of those in stock. Um, yeah. The other the other guys, I don't think I have any left, but um, but you know you can all. You can find them digitally all over the place. But they're easy to find digitally, aren't they? I mean, most 99% repeater of people these days um, listen to things via Spotify or Apple Music, I think, are really the big two. I know there are others out there that yep. are the most convenient ones to plug into your um, your screen on your um, Apple iPhone or whatever Android device, you, device you're using. So they're very easy to find, in other words, aren't they, if people want to get Absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, as much as I... You know, as, as a musician, I get bugger all from uh, from Spotify and those other you know streams. But you know, I don't really care that much. It, it's for me personally. I mean, it's 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 a passion. Uh, I just I would love for more people people to hear it and make millions from it, of course. But uh, if that doesn't happen, it's just yeah, you know, just this life. And uh, you know, if um, if I can touch the heart of just one person, that that's cool. But um, you know, I, I listen to Spotify all the time. I, th- I think it's a wonderful way to to connect with artists because you know. You can, you can find a hell of a lot of new stuff on there, you know, through suggestions or, or whatever else, playlists. So, um, yeah, I'm a big supporter. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Mate, that's about it. Is there anything else you wanted to say to the listeners? Look, um, I don't think so, but, uh, look, I'm, I'm really appreciative uh, of uh, you speaking to me t- tonight, Andrew. I, you know, it's, um, it's been a pleasure, pleasure mate. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to catch up with you sometime and... Uh, you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with the excellent Dave Power. Thank you so much for listening.